Hi, and welcome to the DM's Travel Book Club, A Guide to the Plains. Each episode, we explore a different plane of existence as outlined in the Great Wheel cosmology in the role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. Woo! One take, Hamilton. One t- <laughs> oh, I wouldn't call you that, but yes, well done. <laughs> no, 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 unfortunately not. <laughs> but there you go. There you go. We strive for perfection, and that's the main thing. We do, we do. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you okay? <laughs> Sorry, I had like a, I had like a moment. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? Yes. Hi. We're welcome. I forgot that we're actually meant to. Then I've I've done the intro, and I was like, I've done so well at getting the intro. And then I'm going to leave it to Fiona. To and I'm going to leave out. it to Fiona to explain it. But Fiona. Hi, yes. how are Hi. you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, Hamilton. Thank you for letting me back on, on DM's Travel Book Club, even though I've been here for six episodes so far. And uh, I'm excited because yep. we are talking uh, again about the second plane of law. Mm-hmm. And I really we- enjoyed Archeron. And now... Yes. yes, and we are in Arcadia, which is the greater good of Arcadia, mm, as it's the known. The greater good. Mm-hmm. Yes. A good... It's a neutral good lawful plane yep, yep. <laughs> which makes it gets complicated when you get on those sort of um the sort of north north east of them but yes, yes so it's uh slightly it's definitely uh it's definitely uh lawful it's definitely good but it's sort of just on the edge of 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 being super super good or super lawful like Macarnus mm. or uh the ultimate good of of, of uh, elysium yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. an interesting one as well, because I, again, from my very, very little reading and experience of this before, obviously, preparing for DM's Travel Book Club today, uh, looking at the DM's Guide 5th Edition, there's actually not much on it again. Mm. Uh, it, and it just talks about how Arcadia is just perfection, and this idea that everything works towards a common good, and mm. there's like a, this flawless form of existence, and you know nothing intrudes on this harmony. And that's the kind of the, the gist, I guess, from what what it is. But that's kind of it. There's nothing about well, what obviously the the sort of plane of law book talks about. So it's, it's actually, it actually was fascinating to sort of dive in and actually discover more about it. Because I guess the way I, to me, and I'm sure you'll you'll sort of <laughs> agree with me to a certain extent it reminds me a lot Arcadia reminds me a lot of Hot Fuzz basically the whole story of Hot Fuzz <laughs> where it everyone is, is much rolling as we've got in the background rolling British countryside uh, at yep. the sort of middle of nowhere uh, sort of there's something that I'm going to bring up later I'm going to save that mm. reference for later but I think you might know the other TV show that comes to mind with a certain few of these things Oh. But I'll, 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 well, I'll, I'll say it then. League of Gentlemen. Oh yeah, a thousand very, percent. It's yeah, League exactly. of Gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. For the Americans yeah. at home, that's a very particularly British humour uh, sort of sketch show. Go check yeah. it out. It's a bit weird. It's a bit it's weird. A bit of its time. Bit of its yeah. Bit of its time. But yes, this idea that this town, this sort of this this place, has is working towards common goal, which mm. actually I would say happens in a lot of rural UK towns. Yeah. Like we, as the councils, they go, oh, you know, they work <laughs> together. Um, I'm thinking now. I'm thinking of um, oh, uh, Jackie Weaver and that whole council debacle have they had. No right here, Jackie. Weaver. <laughs> you have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. So that's we've mentioned think, her quite a lot. On we our show. we are big that. fans. Yeah, we're big fans of her and. It's a reference that will never go away. But yes, so essentially, this idea that everyone's working towards this greater good, and mm. on the surface, I it, it seems oh well, it, it must does. be good. Everyone's working together, 
but I quite like how... As we the... both said before we even read it, it's yeah. way too... There's got to be something sinister going Something's on. Something's wrong there? with this. Something's yeah. not right. And I quite like that. And so I can imagine when we're getting players into this plane, it'd be like, you, you, you as a DM would be like acting all really lovely and everything mm. like that. And everything's just perfect. And the players, because the players are paranoid, even at the best yeah. of times, go, something's not right. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's a bit like our right. Ted Lasso talk through the day is no one yes. is that nice. Yes. No one is that good. You know? Without having an agenda. Without having sort. an agenda. Mm. Uh, exactly. Well, let's jump in then to Arcadia. So now we're in Arcadia, in these lovely rolling hills, Fiona. Beautiful. There's a geography like all the planes, isn't there? I think <laughs> yes. it's we're, we're being very literal with our background, which is all these lovely rolling fields. Well, that is the dark of it, as they say in the book. This, that's the chant. And uh, the I think the thing that I always thought about Arcadia before heading here for the holidays, mm -hmm. I realised that <laughs> Elysium and Ar I always thought Arcadia was going to be very much more. Now, these are the words I wrote down here. Yeah. And I don't know if you know these names that I'm going to say, Please. but I felt that Arcadia was going to be more capability brown, right? Do you know who that is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do know. Whilst, you, but, for, but for our listeners, which I who might not know it. Yeah, yeah. I will explain what cap capability brown is. A famous, very famous uh, landscape arch landscaper from the um, 18th and 19th century in the UK. Mm -hmm. predominantly focusing on changing up what used to be English countryside gardens used to be very in manor houses be very formalized and so mm. which is actually what Arcadia is more like which is more like the Versailles and the European style mm. of very much much and Dutch uh, Dutch gardens it's quite a famous term as well which where there's not many which we had a lot of in, in England's time very formal arranged set pieces with lines of trees yeah. Whilst Capability Brown came along and tried to re and part of that enlightenment and that sort of um, the sort of uh, noble savage. These are very mm. conceptual terms of like yeah. the idea of beauty in the very much like the Japanese theories were coming through as well of like wabi-sabi mm. and all that stuff. But so in that sense of like everything being about the incidental and seeming random and the chaos and the beauty and those sort of like the natural order of things sort of happening. So. I thought that's what Arcadia was going to be, much more verdant rolling mm. hills and it just being a tree here and a tree there, but it was just perfectly natural, do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm -hmm. But yeah. actually it turns out it's very ordered, but not in... And so I still think I'd keep Arcadia that way, but it's more like there are definitive lines of trees that are all perfectly the same height and perfectly yeah. arranged. There's a lot more law in, yes. the, in the geography of Arcadia. Mm -hmm. than what I was expecting. And I guess that's silly of me to think when it's a, a, a law, but I was thinking it more like, the, I thought it would be very much the perfect geometry and law of nature, whilst mm. actually it's become a very mechanised, which we'll get onto later, mm. form of law. Which So it's, it's very much more on the law side of neutrality, which I, of that sort of, of that spectrum, which I think is interesting, yeah. whilst Elysium then is definitely the more natural very flowing mm. but but a bit more extreme because of its chaotic nature and mm. so maybe we'll find out something more in the more conflicted places where where we find that balance maybe there's a more neutral place mm. but that's what I, I that was my first noted point 
Elysium, yeah. more capability brown, Arcadia more Versailles, was what I wrote. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, for me, but I don't I, know if you agree with that. No, I do agree with that. I, I always sort of mix them up with um, Ar uh, Arborea and, and Arcadia. Still yeah, yeah no, 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 because because obviously Arborea is the chaotic, like, look at this beautiful land and this rugged yeah. landscape and stuff like that, whereas Arcadia, it feels like somebody's gone through, gone, well, this is nice. And I, as if you are being the creator in a Sims game, you know, mm. this is perfect, everything is aligned, everything like that. Like he even talks about in the book this idea that all the wildflowers they're still sorted by color uh mm. so like there is yeah. like a a, a, a a higher being or something that's organizing mm. it, and that is the plane itself so that's how i i saw it as well yeah everything so is OCD. <laughs> yeah pretty much right and like all the trees like even the branches which stick out at angles it looks like it's been designed that way and that was the thing yeah, i got yeah. this whole place has been designed be perfect like as if you got out a ruler or a, or, a, or mm. a, a protractor you would find the exact same angle on all the trees and that yeah. is spooky i think yeah it's a little bit like a video thing. game from the from the sort mm. of uh mid 90s where it's like the trees are exactly the same cut out tree in a line yeah and that's kind of what it it's kind of weird and and it kind of at first i must admit that put me off it a little bit because it wasn't what I was expecting in the sense that mm -hmm. I was expecting it to be more I was expecting to find this a place I was going to read and be like in this more actually right Arboreas was what I also meant when I was saying Elysium the two of them together mm. and that sort of idea of it being yeah just more wild but but the law coming from the sort of natural yeah. of, of things but anyway but then the more the grander scale of it then so that's the sort of more macro design the sort of mm. uh, the sort of it is then like all the other planes has multiple layers. Mm. Um, however, unlike other planes that we've talked about, this has succumbed to a thing that we've mentioned a few times in other planes mm. of it being a, an issue, which is that one of its layers has been transported to another yeah. layer. It, uh, to another plane completely. Another plane, yeah. sorry. Another plane, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, it's just like, when you're reading it, you're like, oh my God. And yeah. like, what? And then you get to the end of the book, as spoilers, it says, you'll find us out in the next book. And you're like, yeah. no, you, you can't. Where's the clickbaity thing? This whole layer. Yes, yeah, so there's three layers. <laughs> clickbait in, uh, in the book. Basically. Yeah, clickbait in the book. You know, the old yeah. fashioned clickbait when you had to read yeah. it. But yeah, Arcadia has three layers. And yeah. what what is interesting, um, well, I'm sure we'll go into more the, the sort of, mm. the sort of, uh, topographical of it in a second but yeah it's interesting how because of the loss of this third layer that everyone's keeping like a guarded secret the sort of the petitioners the people who live in this land are now suspicious of everyone uh, yeah. so I, I, there was a really cool little detail that I thought was so again it feels very much like hot fuzz that sort of nosy mm. busybody asking what you're doing here and everything's nice and everyone is welcome as long as you believe the same as us and the old petitioners have this access to a spell called no alignment which they would cast to work out what alignment people are but they see it as a compliment because yes. like oh you're checking on my neighbor all right thank you so much for that i'm like what that's crazy this idea that you're snooping on someone like you know because no, no no matter if they're good or evil it's in case they're mm. chaotic as well because yeah. the idea here uh, chaotics are tolerated so long as they know you know stick to the rules because as soon as they're not exactly. we'll ask you to leave you yeah know? so the sort of they say that the petitioners and the people of the land have sort of three uh, reactions in it gets different in different layers but in the yes. general layer that most people arrive at which is the first layer which is known as a, a bello bellio or bayo i don't know if it's Ooh, the double the l I, is a y i thought yeah i thought it was abelio so yeah bellio i think i was wondering if it was a bayo Abelio. but no, that's a bit weird i don't know maybe but um yeah abelio where they say there's three uh, reactions one is if you are 
perfectly of the plane, then you just are seen as another newcomer. Welcome, hello. Then the second is if you are good, yet more chaotic or neutral, they will be friendly enough, but be very wary of you and sort yeah. of tolerant. Yeah. If And probably try and get you to leave as yeah. soon as possible. As soon as possible. But uh, And if you're evil, you get attacked. <laughs> and that's yeah. it because they On are site. staunchly... And they see it. And it's interesting because it, it, it does talk about it a few times. And we'll talk more about the people a bit later. But it does talk about, like... It tries to explain that, that sort of aggression. Because people, mm. as like, it's for the greater good. So yes. it fits with the plane's concept. Because it's law over good... Mm. And so the law is that it's good and a, a good for the greater good. So you will do bad things that we consider bad, like attacking people and killing people potentially Justifies because you it. are protecting yeah. the land. Not that we, I totally agree with all the theories behind it because no. the greater good is a, is a concept that's very, well, we could, it's a whole different podcast. Well, but, I, I, can quick, I can quickly talk about it though because whilst you did sort of architecture and stuff, I did philosophy. Hey, and I, there, you there you go. And I did my dissertation on Jeremy Bentham who's did oh. a theory of a greatest good for the greatest number. And mm. originally it's a, it wasn't an ethical theory, which most people will know it for now, but it was a political theory. Mm. So this idea that all laws of a land should be aimed at maximizing the greatest good for the greatest number. And which you think is a good idea. Like you're like, yeah, that makes total sense. But actually mm. that means those poor books that are, you know, aren't a part of the, the greatest good. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, Oops, you know, they, they get yeah. the, the raw end of Left the deal. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, again, a quick side note on that, just to sort of finish this bit off, was that uh, they tried to bring back happiness surveys, obviously, when uh, we had uh, David Cameron as the UK Prime Minister. But they, they, they justified it as like, well, we can quantify happiness now. So that's one of the reasons they couldn't, they said like, well, happiness, we can't quantify it. And they mm. said, oh, we can now with surveys. But also, it still leads to the same problem, because like, it's, you know, you're still... The, the small the, the the people that aren't happy you know the small number of people that aren't happy they're going to be even worse off so it's just interesting exactly. how that theory always comes back around in, in it does and it and it's well and it's been tried and tested in lots of other philosophies and stuff mm -hmm. in the past it's it's a thing and it's as i said well maybe if you're in a, a, a philosophy podcast is on the cards at some point oh, <laughs> i'm it's been it's been over a decade i i okay. think i'm okay with dnd <laughs> and anyone who's a warhammer fan out there will know that that is the theory behind the tau empire is all about mm. the greater good that is their main the philosophy good, so if you're, yeah. if you're a warhammer fan you, you this, this is their land so um yeah, the other term for the place is called the land of perfect good, as it's also known. So in we will go through. So I'll go through the layers as well. So we were talking about yes. Abelio, which is the first layer, mm -hmm. uh, and then the second layer is known as it's coming up when I get there, <laughs> when I can find it on my screen, Buxinus. Buxinus, yes, Buxinus, or bu yes. Buccinus, depending on if you do the yeah. X with the ch sound. Yeah, like in I, I don't know. I always say Z, Catalan. like. Uh, yeah, the books. Anyway, books in it. Well, I was just wondering because it could be because they could be quite Hispanic sounding. Because I was thinking mm. of the double L with the Y, Abello, mm. and then Vachenas. But I've not heard anyone again. Pronunciation guides. Pronunciation guides. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Buxinus, let's say yes. for now. And then the third layer, which we will come on to in more into more detail, which is known as and again I is it's... Nemausus. Nemausus. Yeah, Nemausus is what I thought it was as well. Yeah, yeah. This, um, and what was interesting, it talked about if we're going to the geography of it, this idea that it's mm. actually like a slope. 
So you mm. have the abelio at the mm. top, and then as you go slowly, slowly down, you then go into uh, Buxus, yeah. and then you go into Nemaustus, or where it used to be. This idea that everything's on a yeah. slope. I just thought it was really cool. Just for miles around that, you're at the top and you're looking down, and it's just a gentle slope all the way down. And so, and the layers work in a very interesting way. Additionally, with people relate to where they live relates yep. to their relationship to the the plane. So, I don't know how much we've talked about this in the rest of the shows, but obviously, the people that end up in these planes as as like uh, inhabitants are generally mm. people who worship the gods or have alignments yep. that relate to the alignments of the plane. Yep. And so. When you arrive at this plane, it's, you have probably passed away, and this is your now moving into your petitioner phase, which is when you become one with, and then you aim to live here and become, and you can don't have to die, you can come there generally, just come yeah. there along and become a petitioner and become one with the land. Yeah. Uh, and so as you become more one with the land, there's a few things that happen. One is you, as you like level up, because <laughs> we're playing that sort of game, you, yeah. uh, you, you get to a point where your standing and relationship to the land becomes more akin to it and therefore you then move on to the next layer and then further on down, which makes this loss of the last layer, as we said to Makarnas, very much more nerve-wracking because this is where people want to go and it's caused a lot of confusion because people have moved to the end plane and can't, are now stuck in, the, in another place or because there's not enough room for everyone, there's people that are, are, are like, I'm ready to move over. on, but I can't yeah. move on. So it's causing overpopulation of areas, which means yeah. that there are people just mixed up, um, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Additionally, the sort of, um, the, the layers uh, change slightly in terms of um, their sort of politics of them as well. Mm -hmm. So the main layer is more about uh, working the land and sort of being a part of the land, whilst the second layer is much more uh, an aggressive land, let's say. It's the, as they call it, the second layer is a mustering ground where the forces of Arcadia gather their might for yet another attempt to back, take back the third layer. So it's become mm. this sort of, this sort of war land, a little bit like a sort of yeah. like barracks and encampment of the more staunchly uh, focused to their land place. Yeah. And we'll come on to the rest of it. It, it feels bit. like, I just feel a bit like a mixture of, say, like Yisgard in the way that I did, like, ha ha, yeah. glory. We was, we'll get yes. them back. We'll get it back. It feels yes. very much very pomp and circumstance mm. that maybe, say, UK in the World War One, and I'm sure other places around were like, yes, we'll, we'll be home by Christmas, lads, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, like it's, uh, That's the attitude I see yeah. it there. But obviously, as, as, as we keep hinting to, it's not always not what it seems. It's you know, I think it's going. And just to quickly go back to what you're saying about the petitions thing, that idea that they connect mm. with the land. So one of the big examples of that is age. So when oh, they're yes, on the first, yeah, the first, the first, uh, the Arbelio, they're usually between 19 and 25 or something like that. Oh, how yeah. lovely. <laughs> and then older, you go to the second layer. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, it's like 45 plus, you, you go to the third layer. But then because you, that's just the way you age. And that's just, and that's just a natural that's process. That's your power increases. So they always, they, there's a lot of that chat in this one about sort of deception of age and the sort of yes. wisdom of age being quite important, which I think is kind of interesting. I don't know, it doesn't really play on it, but it's there as a theme that runs through this thing of like, think, yeah. there's the mage that we talk about, we'll talk about later, which is a, 20, a level 21 wizard, but is always comes across as like, uses their age to sort of hide them as decrepitness. So they want mm. to test to test people's sort of like, goodness and their sort of understanding and their sort of intelligence to sort of uh, realize so it's quite it, it, there's a, it's just an interesting theme that's actually not a major theme but it's definitely no. in a, a, a bit um, and it, i think but i think that does play back to that whole like, again it, mm. i know and then 
this is a British show, we are a British, two British people, it feels yeah. very much like rural villages yeah. where does, young yeah. people will move in. Young, I say young people as if like I'm a young person. I'm not oh no, it's young, just JDLs. That's just down from London's. Just down from <laughs> London's. Uh, yeah, so you know, we will move to these places or go back to visit over there and then there mm. is that sort of distrust. You're like, oh, why are you here? That mm. sort of like, so I, I actually feel that quite a bit, you know, and it, yeah. it just so just because, yeah, and, and you know I'm they're sure, doing up number five. Oh, yeah. I know they're oh, doing it's number five. Oh, it's genderified again. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, mm, absolutely. Um, but I guess let's just talk about because we're still a little bit on geography. Let's talk about seasons and yes. and the yes. idea of uh, they call them. I think it's the Storm Kings or the Storm Leaders or something like oh, that. But this is one of my favorite. Like I thought, it was such there's there's a really great. It's a really great. Um, system they've set up i think and it was like mm -hmm. this is what i was reading and i phoned up fiona a couple of days after reading this bit and said to you like oh you know arcadia i thought was going to be so like dull and you know the thing that's so much a shame about the current dm's guide is yep. that it says like a, a, a paragraph, paragraph on this that tiny. has these amazingly awesome kings and queens, as they should just call them, because two of them are queens. Um, yes. That are, you know, just all this lore. It's, it's kind of really well thought out, well, really interesting. So mm -hmm. anyway, yes. Do you want to talk about them? I, I'll quickly talk about them. So yeah, so the thing, the most the big thing you need to know about really is that first layer, the uh, Arbelio. Uh, there is, first of all, a huge big orb at the top, at the yep. center of it. And this dictates night and day. And like all things that are ordered, it doesn't, it's, there's no twilight, there's no dusk. It is basically, it's daytime, nighttime, <laughs> daytime, <laughs> nighttime. Um, and, and it's, I, I loved how in the book it talked about um, you you have two rounds of disorientation because you can I've see that. That's <laughs> highlighted on here, anyone who's not used to it, yeah. Yeah, this idea that you can like, oh, is it, oh, it's the sun's coming up. Ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's I like guess that driving through up... tunnels is what it reminds me of. It's that sort of like if you drive through tunnels in like Italy or something like that, or south of France or whatever, and you come out and it's that, oh, ah. blinding. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing on that. So that daytime and night are, are are sort of ordered and sort of uh, ruled over by this orb, and yeah. then the the seasons as well. They have uh, um, obviously four different seasons. They get three months each of twenty seven yeah. days, and again it's abrupt. So be like ah, it's the last day of autumn, and then the next day snow. But it's all <laughs> but it's all regulated. So the snow doesn't build up. It's like it's there on the ground. You just you maybe you, you go out and go what's that noise? And there's a whole bit of snow falls on you <laughs> it's like a stage set sort of like thing isn't it it's very yeah. much like that yeah. exactly. you turn the corner and it's just like the scene in um, it's the scene in Notting Hill yeah. it's the scene in Notting Hill when he does the sense of sunshine when he's gone, gone. and it does the it changes the seasons anyway so so that's the thing so you've got all these regulations all about the things and then you get the storm kings or as it and it yeah. does say i will say in the fifth edition it does say uh king and queen so you have these four different sort of almost like uh, they're like allied demigods or, or, or creatures that have gotten into this status uh, called the Storm Kings and they have citadels that are almost like, like compass points uh, equal distance from this orb mm. that's why I sort of mentioned it and these citadels are super high and obviously perfect for like if you're like well we need to go see the, the, the Storm King or we need to go see mm. the Wind Queen etc so yeah you have uh, the Cloud King and the Wind Queen the Lightning Queen uh, Lightning King <laughs> and the Rain Queen Rain Queen yeah and you have and it's interesting because they all need each other 
not mm-hmm. they, you, they're, they're sort of working together and it's interesting so you think like the cloud and wind elements they're not they, they're not seen as important or because no that's not true they're working all the time because there's always mm. a wind somewhere there's always clouds and stuff like that but in order well, they for... need the wind to push the clouds the clouds need to be there to be able to drop the rain and the and the lightning needs and it's all those things you know. It all comes together, so that's that's the thing. So those, are, I think, the the Cloud King and Queen are the, are the most hardworking, even if they're just mm. on in the background. And then, yeah, you have the Lightning King and Rain Queen that are also working as well. And they all each have their individual personalities as well. What I did find was interesting because typically I'm like, well, what happens when one of them dies? Because always, it's good. Exactly. every player's like, can I kill it? Can I kill it? I want to be this. It's, it's like, like, will it blend for yeah. for D and D? Is will it die? <laughs> that's a whole different segment. It's like, will it die? And you can imagine we do legendary monsters, and it goes, maybe it comes back maybe. after seven days. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so um, they train up acolytes. So if one of them should pass for whatever reason, mm. then somebody else can take over the job and still have the knowledge of doing that as well. So you have four different sort of like rulers essentially that control weather on this plane. And the other thing I did want to mention, because that mentioning about the seasons before, is that the seasons are opposite on the first two planes. So if it's spring yeah. in um, in in the first plane, then it's probably going to be. Uh, winter in the in the second plane and and all that sort of vice versa it's just it's just a way to again i just think Wait, that's really spring cool spring and autumn winter yeah, and that's it that's what it was sorry <laughs> my bad so yes yeah, so i was confused i was like wait that's not right <laughs> yeah I, I mucked up there so yeah spring and autumn and then summer and winter but that's again mm. quite cool because you could go to the edge of where these layers meet because there are there are distinctive gateways and roads everywhere um, mm. that you can look into the next layer where it starts and just see it's all the, the weather it's like almost like the line is drawn of where the, you know you were stepping into the the fall of the leaves and all that sort of thing you can actually see that so I just and, thought and yeah, roads cool. whilst you're on roads yes. there is a very interesting condition that if you know the right path key a series of words or phrases you can step on a road and it will take you directly to where you want to go. Mm, I like that. Anyway, compared kind of cool, compared to all the other places where it's like, uh, what was it like, um, pandemonium? Brain, or it's, or it makes yeah. it worse. <laughs> or, or you get a guide who's the only one that knows where, and even then, it's not any good, etc. Exactly. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing to talk about roads very quickly. The other thing to talk about yeah. is that you uh, everyone uses them because obviously it's mm. the most lawful thing to do because why would you not use them so if you oh, suddenly yes, exactly. if you go frolicking in a field you know running through wheat uh, fields of wheat etc mm. people are going to question it slightly like what yeah. are you doing there so again that's a bit too chaotic too chaotic to honest, how cool is that the idea is like well we all yeah. like the, i love the idea that you get done for jaywalking <laughs> like, <laughs> so, it, but it's so that sort of place isn't it exactly. it's that it's that village oh it's like it's like um it's a little bit like that Nick Cave song, uh, which is all about like a really like quiet village, actually. But then it's also got sinister undertones because it's yeah. Nick Cave. But it's like yeah, it's kind of that sort of. That's what it makes me think of. It's like yeah, no jaywalking. It's pleasant to no feel. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's pleasant, Bill. Absolutely, it's that that idea that everything is mm. great. You're so welcome here as long as you follow the rules and you believe yeah. exactly what and you do exactly what we do. Okay, and it's that oh horrible. Horrible. Not, there's no individuality. There's no uniqueness in a way mm. that everything is working towards a common goal. So interesting. Mm. So should we move on to the people and the places they inhabit? So yes. next, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do, do it. So on these planes, who yes. lives there? Who lives there? Who lives here? Well, I could I, I could start with some people. <laughs> yeah. We mentioned the 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 main ones are the proxies of the powers. So, but it's probably worth starting with 
the powers themselves that attract yes. these people. So we've got um, Japanese uh, gods of uh, Izanagi and Izanami, mm -hmm. which are um, which are uh, powers of land and creation. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got uh, Lu Sing, which is the power of bureaucrats and rewards, which is also part of. We talked about the bureaucratic. Um, the great, I can't remember the term is, but the grand bureaucracy, which mm. incorporates um, the uh, judgment, uh, which we mentioned in the uh, uh, in where were we last week? Uh, uh, we where we were last week? Uh, um, Arcan, uh, no, not Arcan. Arcaron, Arcaron. Arcaron. There you go. Yeah, uh, and then also in the Outlands as well, mm. uh, and so that's part of that greater um, system. And then we've also got some of the. Uh, they call it Heliopolis, which is actually, uh, which is the, known as the um, the Egyptian gods, gods yeah. of Ra, Osiris, Isis, and Horus mm. um, are there. We then also have Azuth, Azuth, I think, which is the power of energy and mages, not magic, which mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's a demi power. And then we've also got some um, dwarven power. We've got the uh, clan. Clan Geddin Silverbeard. Uh, Clan Geddin Silverbeard, which is a fantastic yeah. dwarven name. Love it. Yes. And also Riorax, which is the patron of dwarves in Kryn. Mm -hmm. um, and then Meriada, which is um, basically it's it's a this is where we're gonna hit some old school DD yes. issues. So we're yes. just gonna just say that it's obviously where there's the old school having to have evil. Evil People. races. Yeah, quotation marks. Yeah. And Meriadar was the god of those that became good from yes. the evil race. Which races. is it's a bit like, no, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. But is yes. that a bit of old school DD that you just have to skip over? Uh, skip over, acknowledge and go, oh, not for us. You know what I mean? And acknowledge then, and say, yeah, there we go. Don't I agree. Have to dwell on it for too long, yeah. uh, unfortunately. So it's. Um, but yes, yeah, so that those are the powers, and so yes. their proxies live there. And so on the main, we have them uh, dotted all about. We also have a thing called the Ein. I'm going to get this wrong. Einharia. The <laughs> what? Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. The Einraria. Ein. I don't know how you pronounce it. E the E I H E N R I A R. The oh, I've done the it. roving patrols. Oh right, yes, the roving patrols. <laughs> that, that's all I yes. call them. I don't. I, well, yeah, the, I, I, yeah. <laughs> The Iron Heart? I don't know. Iron Heart? I think that's it, isn't it? I don't Again, know. It's the one Pronunciation thing. Pronunciation guides. Yeah. But people join this these roving patrols, which is what you see all around who are trying to protect the land. As we said, people that are trying to keep the land from evil. Mm. And they are made up of all the people and races of it, uh, of the of the land, and they sort of ro rove around and they go everywhere. Additionally, but they're sort of a group unto themselves in a sense, like they're not specifically tied to one location obviously more in a belio than they are anywhere else because it's about the entry points um mm. and then the harmonium which is one of the factions we've talked about in sigil yeah. which is the faction basically the police, police and force, jailers right? yeah. of sigil mm. and uh, yeah. they're up to no good basically <laughs> is it, <laughs> in, ironically a good place yeah it's interesting you talk about those roving sort of bands of what I would consider maybe uh, vigilantes in a way, but compared to that, to uh, Archeron, which obviously have those, is it all war bands that are fighting? So, so it's interesting to have that comparison, I guess, because obviously mm. they want, they're, they're like, well, we're doing what's right, and this, this is important to us, you know, for the greater good. Whereas mm. um, on Archeron, they're fighting because they don't know any any anything beyond that. It's like yes, for them, it's okay. just go, go, go. It's not for a greater cause. It's just like this is all we know. 
So I think that's just a really interesting comparison that I hadn't really considered. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's yeah. um, it's it's an interesting. I think it is D and D, and therefore it talks about conflict quite a lot. And even though these are not the planes of conflict, there is always conflict ongoing. But it's showing us throughout all of these, as just as you've just mentioned, like a different way of why conflicts occur, which I think mm-hmm. is actually quite interesting in some ways. I yeah. don't know. It's just it's just another. That's kind of what I enjoy about the planes books yeah. is because they are quite philosophical and there's something in them which is actually someone's really looking at all these different concepts that we're hitting I agree. in it's different a, ways which it's, is quite... a, it's a different way to have adventures I think for, mm. for your party that's a, yeah because obviously mm. you know if you you take everyone here to Arcadia and you're like mm, something's not right there's something mm, but we can't yeah. we're gonna follow the rules and stuff like that what's interesting about the gods you've all just mentioned obviously there's loads and loads of gods um, all different mm. sort of pantheons all from all, you know in both in the real world and obviously from D&D None of them fight or squabble. They all sort of just get on, even mm. even though their ideas of good are different to one another. Yeah. They just get on and do something. And I thought that's really interesting. There's the squabbles happen between their proxies and their petitions, but neither of them will go to war against mm. each other. Again, compared to Archeron, where obviously you have it's just the, literally it's just war between yeah, war. between all all the deities there. So I was just like, that's interesting that because there's so many uh, deities here compared to other planes we've looked at, and yet they all get on. Yeah. So. Yeah. In, and, inter- and just to remind people of the difference between uh, powers, proxies, and petitioners. Powers are the gods. Proxies are the sort of leaders that the pro- the powers put in charge of their realms mm-hmm. on their behalf. And then the petitioners are the people who, sorry, who are their believers who live there. Just to clarify, in case yeah, because we no, talk about it a lot, but it's worth reminding people every time. It is. Yeah. So, the people of the town. So the people, the other people's that are interesting as well as the. And I didn't know these things. The the name of these, the Formians before. Yeah, I, I looked them yeah. up. I was like, what is this? And I was like, whoa! Mm. I've never heard of these creatures before. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you want to talk about them? Yeah, I'll, I'll like, quickly talk about it. So this this refers to a town called Mandible, which should give you a massive clue of what exactly. <laughs> what the people people in it. And it's just this idea. It's a highly militaristic sort of hive city inhabited mm. by these creatures which are basically almost like they're ants essentially like sort of standing mm. upright ants and mm. it's the 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 the, the so it's on the first layer and it's their sort of main trading location and there's mm. a whole little story in it i really enjoyed this actually about the queen mother story, yeah. having you know obviously sort of raising up three daughters and before any of them could take over she's like oh, i will send you out into the world so you can complete your training and of course they never come yeah. back for, for various reasons and stuff and i like that that the idea that there's this control again a political thing this idea that well, it's for the greater good that you go out and we should share our practices with other people and not that you take over my stuff bye you know that's yeah, exactly it's really well it's it's very yeah just a lovely little intrigue and they've got and and with all of these places they've got a thing called like uh the dark or like the or behind the throne mm. which is always quite interesting or the sort of local news which is always like gossip so there's always little fun things in these books yeah just to get you just if you don't want to you just give you something to start with when you you enter these towns um Absolutely. it just made me think of stoke mandeville <laughs> which, yeah. I that's why i don't know because of mandeville and i was thinking of english towns and that's what just came to my head um the next one then is um, Marduk, which I thought was cool because it involved mm. dragons. I knew, I uh, knew, Mr. Mr. Dragon DM over there. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I love the intrigue in this one. Mm. So Marduk is another realm, 
And the character of it is noted as order is nothing without beauty and there is no beauty without order. There's good and evil in everything, but with the proper control, only the good is nurtured while the evil is left to wither away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know, it's just kind of like, they're sort of so like subtly dead, quite scary places, aren't yeah. they, in some ways? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but Marduk, who is the ruler of Marduk, the realm where the city of Marduk lives, so he's not an egotist. No. Um, <laughs> the Binder of Dragons controls this realm. Uh, he's a power with four eyes, four ears, and a mouse that shoots flames when he speaks. And it's said that he and Tiamat uh, each emerge from their lairs every hundred years to wage war on each other, Ooh. which is quite like to determine who rules the next century. But the interesting thing about this place is that um, this Marduk character, as the binder of dragons, if some, a dragon or a dragon kind comes into this town, they lose all their power, yeah. any of their abilities. Which like no ability, you know, which is like, which is a, an interesting concept. Yeah, they're, um, they're not even little, allowed in, are they? They're just sort of like. They, well, if they're in, they're, they're, if they're good aligned, as it says, they're good aligned, then they are very quickly chased to the edge of the town. And if they're evil, they're fought on. So again, it's a similar sort of Bonkers thing, but they definitely, yeah. But there's this whole like. It's one of the most beautiful in the plane. It has these rivers that wind through it, and it's got these like overly maintained uh, spaces. And it's yeah, it's like beauty is the ultimate goal of this place. Mm. But the dark of it is the chant, as they say, is that the executioner is one such person who is hiding their alignment because <gasps> they uh, they are uh, uh, called Triaga Hendrak. So there's a very this place has got a very much judge executioner if you're bad you you know any false Gone. move you just get chopped head off right mm -hmm. and uh, the the executioner is actually a lawful evil <gasps> and is the head of the thieves guild and is hiding their alignment uh -oh. and is using it and because they're head of the geek thieves guild and the and the executioner they let people that are thieves that they don't like get caught so they can get rid of them how it's funny. like a, what an intriguing little like i mean it's an awful being but like as in person to be doing that but mm. interesting like little baddie to play around that. And yeah that is sort of yeah it's selfish for their own means which is not part of the yeah. common good which is good well that yeah. that leads us quite nicely if you don't mind going on to mm. the magical conditions yes if that's okay Mm. The big thing, there's two big things to note about magical conditions of Arcadia. First one, magic takes bloody ages, <laughs> twice as yes. long to do anything. It's like ritual casting, because obviously mm. everything needs to be fair and take the time as the player. So mm. your poor spellcasters are going to be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's just like, oh my god. So there's that. But also, you have to, as the caster, have good intentions behind your spells otherwise they fail so the idea and, yeah. yeah so the idea that or oh, we need to kill this person for the good of the town fireball <laughs> like you have to like manifest fireball. yeah you have to manifest that thing you can't be like power word kill because i want them to but as yeah, exactly. as but as a result evil like spell castles or people who have like malintent have to it was a great quote here like to have to like sort of sweeten their thoughts yes. uh i was like oh that's so cool like everyone has to be super nice but you're like oh it's mm. like it's um oh in bridget jones's diary it's called the study uh, the jellyfish compliment where it's like stinging but it's you know obviously you can't say anything because it's too nice to be like 
oh, yeah. you, you cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's how I imagine like all, neg, all... I guess. Yeah, like negging. a neg, yeah, negging, yeah. yeah. So that's all spellcasters do to me now. When they're on Arcadia, they're like, oh, I, oh, I just wish you weren't here anymore because then yeah. you can explore the rest of the world and don't... <laughs> it's like, try and justify it. But I just thought that's a really, that's a really cool yeah. thing that, you know, you have to have good intentions. Yeah. Like, it has to be a benefit, not for you, but and for the to the larger good. of the groups as well. So it's not just individual. If you're like gonna do something that's a spell that helps even a small group, but will hinder a larger group, yeah, then it's kind of it's very interesting. It is interesting, and, and DMs beware. <laughs> it's kind of what I think because you've got to really think about that. Yeah. Um, the the other quick thing as well is mm. that um, illusionary magic, anything that's deceptive, won't work because people will see yep. straight through it, which I think is mm -hmm. amazing. But like stuff like alter you, like anything physical, I would assume mm. was alright. But anything illusionary, people will see yeah. straight through. Exactly. It is, which is kind of, yeah, which is, it's interesting. I can imagine like on that in Marduk's realm of beauty, if you were going to use an illusionary magic to make something more beautiful, mm. then maybe it might work. But again, that's something that you can, you can, DMs can do, do and figure out themselves. I, I mean, guess. again, again, I can just imagine in that particular realm, it is hot mm. fuzz, it's, it is the village of the year and they're trying their mm. best. And if somebody goes, oh, it's fine, I'll just Oh my gosh, it's, it's uh, Marduk and Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they do a bit of glamour or something in it, but everyone sees through it and they're like, yes. this, this won't work. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Talk about magical. There's some really interesting magical items to be yes. had in Arcadia this, this as well. The, this is the first time, I, I believe, they've had realm or plane specific magical items that they've sort of mentioned in the book. I think in the abyss they had just the ability to make the blood icker. They had the blood icker, and they had the black metal, um, um, the iron um, swords and, and gear that you could buy. Sure. But it wasn't as particular as this. You're yeah. right. It was just, mm. but they're the only other ones I could think of. Yeah. But they have the chains of light, which are appear to be designed by the power uh, Ruorix, which is um, One of the uh, which is the Kryn de deity of dwarves. Mm -hmm. uh, or from you can say it comes from Clandegan, wherever you're from, in in terms of like wherever land you're using as your 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 prime mm -hmm. world. But they are shiny metallic chains. But when used to bind an evil creature, they glow with intensive light equal to the continued light spell. Those with evil chaotic bend who lock upon this light must save versus spell or be blinded. And um, uh, and then you can see um, if the creature bound tries to escape the chains. Uh, heat or cool, depending on which would do more damage, causing 1d2 points of damage to the first round, etc. So basically, they are like, you know, like man. man um, what are they called? Man uh, manacles. Man manacles. Manacles. Not mandibles. Yeah. Not mandibles, because we just said mandibles. Yeah. And not smoke stoke mandible. No. It's. Uh, manacles. It, they are manacles, which are basically focus about, you know, using them on. Um, on evil creatures, which yeah. you know, if you're, but I guess if you're going to my theory, if you're going to battle or you're going to like the hells or something like that, could be a useful item, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but there's an. Oh yeah. Go on. I was just gonna. All I was gonna say is that it's and it's interesting. It mm -hmm. mentions like the heat, which normally is what we go. Oh yeah, that will definitely hurt. Mm -hmm. We obviously we've got heat metal and all that sort of thing. Or cool, depending on which does more damage. That's great because obviously mm -hmm. most demons, if yeah. again, if it's a demon or it's a devil, mm -hmm. they're going to have fire resistance. So I thought that was really interesting that yeah. they put that in there. 
and then there was the van braces which are basically like a protection based thing that if you're if you get hit by spells for like evil spells then you get you get benefits from that again there's an in i'm going to leave this a bit skip this to to link that to the the dwarves very quickly there's mm. a very interesting point because the dwarves are mustering always and off to fight and um it does say that uh it does say that the battle uh, the wording i need to find the wording because it mm. was kind of uh, it was very well put what it was saying about these dwarves are under the they have these this war bands that they are preparing for war and I, there is a thing a bit similar to Isgar but there's also this note saying they haven't been seen yet but the creatures of Archeron and Bata are dreading the day that dwarves come marching in on them oh. <laughs> because it's like they've got all these like amazingly powerful mm. like um, uh, uh, abilities that can you know like fight evil mm. whatever it is and so interesting like that but they do send them out to battle and it does say that um Cladet clan geddon watches over the children who die in his name and gathers their spirits back to him uh whenever they die even outside their realm which mm. is the only power that has that ability mm. however he is the only one who knows this yeah he doesn't tell any of his people no. so that they go and die in battle because if they did their sacrifice is all the more noble because they think nothingness awaits them and it just reminded me of that Isgard point yeah. where they're all going like, oh, the glory of battle, Ooh. dying in battle. And they all know they're going to wake up in the morning. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, such an it's opposite, kind of, isn't it? It just was interesting. I don't know. Not that no. I believe one is right or wrong. I just thought it was interesting that that, that it felt, felt uh, Isgard felt so false whilst yes. uh, and this one sort of but plays it, on that. I guess it, it is that sort of, yeah, the noble death and all that thing. But, it's, but of course, again, not to get too meta-philosophical about mm. it, but... Because going back to that World War One analogy, yeah, I did exactly. that idea of like, oh, we'll be home before Christmas, and then awfulness, fate, you exactly. know, people on all fronts on that front. So I, I can imagine that. Then suddenly, like, oh, yeah, congratulations, you, you did it, and now you're back with me. I'll be like, I, I mean, again, it's different because those people who are inhabiting the planes, they know this is the law and they, they yeah. accept it. But to adventurers and people like yeah. myself, will be like that's cruel that is wrong yeah. you know so i think exactly. that be an, that's the thing it's, yeah so there would be an interesting again story thing if this happened whilst the group of adventurers were seeing this dwarven god or or visiting going wait this is happening and you don't you know and maybe try and tell people yeah. which then is chaotic because they're trying to disrupt yeah. the order of what's going <laughs> on so it's so it's just so it just is playing with like it does put you as we, again just keep saying it it puts you on a point where you're going in Planescape to have to engage with philosophy on a level which is really and I think if that's what you want to do like that's the theme of I'd say a Planescape is like Sigil and the factions are all about philosophies yeah. and and these and these planes themselves are all about a particular philosophy and it's about how allowing your players to engage in that however they wish is really interesting mm. i think and i think that's what's quite fun about it yeah T um, talking on a more simple note yeah <laughs> uh it's lord of the rings because yeah. all the all the um mountains are conical uh mm. which just made me think of tolkien sketches because yeah. they all have little rings it says they all have wreathed around by clouds and storms so the little yeah. conical mountains with the with the little little circular very cute. Uh, clouds around them that was all just yeah. as a little nod to Lord of the Rings there. Mm, no, I like that. Talking about slightly more problematic things. Um, yes. Let's. Are we going <laughs> to? Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's just let's meet. Let's go to the. Let's, let's go and finally 
the elephant in the room yes. that is the harmonia. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we kind of briefly talked about it before. They are seen. You know, they're yeah. one of the factions of Sigil. They are sort of a police force and enforcers and mm. stuff like that. And they do. This is one of their home. Well, this is a, the home plane, I guess, or the, yeah. where they have their headquarters uh, yeah. on their second layer. And um, I will say this: wasn't did not expect this, but this again, we've no. kind of alluded to this through the whole thing. Something's not right in Arcadia, and yeah. this is it. And again, and the, we have to do the whole thing about obviously this is a legacy sort of thing, like you know stuff that mm-hmm. the people. It's stuff like this is not okay now, and we shouldn't be glorifying this sort of thing. But it is useful to know what was considered like, yeah. oh, this is part of the canon and stuff like that. So I just have to yeah, I think do it's that a big major, warning thing now. There's a content warning. Yeah, it's definitely yes. a content warning because there are there are yeah definitely elements of this which are very difficult conversations. And I think if you, I think I don't know how what the best wording to put it out there without sort of overly saying it. But I think there's content warnings for. In, in entrapment and enslavement yeah. and conditioning of people. Yes, and I think so. I think that's just that's just said there. Yeah, and it's and it's and yeah, and it. I don't feel it. it it's definitely not glorified in this at all. No. but it is definitely there, and it's something that it is. De- uh, it's, it's, it's definitely something. It's definitely something you you would be careful and maybe talk about in a session yeah. zero. Exactly, because I think springing it on adventurers would not yeah. be good. So no, hundred percent. No, exactly. And even then, I would even question. I would probably wouldn't even use it. I think you try and think of a more interesting way to yeah. make this work that's not using this, but it's worth it. You, it's it's in it's there in the book. So you yeah. So this idea, this idea that these are training grounds run by the Harmonium, um, but also um, they are trying to convert chaotic creatures into being more lawful, and they do this by uh, essentially forcing them to do so, like this conversion camps. Let's leave it there. Essentially, it's that. It's, exactly. and it's yeah, and not fun reading. <laughs> it's, it's 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 well, and and that's the thing. It's it. The thing that it's done is that because it is so evil, mm-hmm. it has made this plane too evil, mm-hmm. and therefore ungoodified it, and therefore made it more neutral mm-hmm. and still. But then it's so lawful in the sense that they're trying to deconvert the chaos of people. Mm-hmm. The deconvert the dechaosify people that it's shoved this third plane into Macanus because Macanus is true neutral but ultimate lawfulness. Mm-hmm. So by the removal of goodness and the addition of and the removal of chaos, it's yeah. pushed it into Macanus. Which they don't realise at all. And they don't realise and they don't realise and they're doing it even more to, co- as to a get response, it back because they think that's how they're going to get it back and so th- that so in a sense that whole story arc of why we've yeah. one of these planes is missing and it's affecting the yeah. whole thing is i think it's a really interesting sort of thing it is and it's like if you want to get into that sort of like taking on a really horrible bunch of people and you want that to be like the dark of this 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 world it could be a really interesting sort of like very heavy concept to play yeah. with it, it, to sort of investigate but yeah as i wrote i wrote holy shit this is fucked up is <laughs> the words i wrote yeah. like when i started reading i went what the fuck i was like i was not expecting no. that at all i wasn't and you know it's... i and again it's that sense of as, as we keep saying there's something's not right but i did not think it would be that bad no. at all no i thought and... it was going to be something like someone broke something like yeah. you know i don't know yeah. or someone's or something like uh, like a demon lord has taken over yes. so it's gone chaotic or so, i don't know something random like that yeah I, I, yeah exactly so, so but but again is that sort of thing where again 
it's mm. good to know about these things before you send your players to them and then a they're yeah. not surprised but also you can work together to create a better narrative as i think exactly. what what i think is important here is that that lane was sort of, that line was sort of said before the plane itself is as perfect as, as it's going to be the problem is the people on it but i just think it just sums that up completely mm. as a result so so yeah, so uh, yeah, essentially that that is the most problematic bit of this plane. You could, you know, do with it what you wish in a sense of like don't use it at all, modify it to your heart's content. But it's good to know yeah. that this is a big because it's, you can't get to, you know from reading yeah. it you can't get away from it from just reading it from that uh, plane of of yeah. law. So yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like yeah. <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Is there is there anything? Is there any like? I think I think if people have the time, I think moving and looking more into the Heliopolis, which is the yes. realm of uh, the the uh, Egyptian gods. gods, is really interesting. I just want to show. I know we might put the bit of art. Oh no! Yeah, oh, it's just, just so bit like, yeah, yeah. There's sort of this triangle uh, of, of yeah, the triangle yeah. and the, of the three gods are having sort of equal thing, and then one god that sort of wanders all the way through. Really yeah. fascinating. Really, interesting. it's a really interesting place. So definitely worth looking at. And um, was there anywhere else? Was your you have an also ran? <laughs> That's my new term. And also, so. and also ran. Yeah, um, I quite like. We mentioned it very very briefly. This idea of mage rest. This um, this place oh, where yeah. we can they can do magic freely. Mm. Uh, then they don't have the same sort of um, restrictions that the rest of the plane does. So this idea that <laughs> all these wizards are just, I don't know, practicing. It's because I've been reading Rivers of London, so they're all practicing like little light cantrips, but it's like, ooh, columns for me. Yeah. I, get, I can read yeah. at night and nobody nobody will know because I'm not disturbing their sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and actually it, there was a beautiful, there's a beautiful sentence about Azuth, which is the, yes. the realm of the, the mage. Mm -hmm. And I think this is worth, which is that there's this stair that goes all the way down yes. in the base of this mountain where they live and it says when this endless stair finally reaches the bottom the whole cavern of Azuth suddenly becomes visible it's decorated with points of light dancing about the spires of the town in the centre of the miles across cave there are all sorts of cave branching on from the main cavern that reach back hundreds of yards each one is slightly scarred by the effects of magic gone awry but the tunnels heal themselves over time lights flash and a melody of noises sound but the traveller need not fear for the results of the magical displays for lingering over everything's the presence of the power oh i don't know it's just kind of like a it sounds like a there's a nice beautiful sort of imagery yeah. of this like cave of magical exploration you yeah. know that sort of like wonderland of magic yeah that i think if you wanted to take your players somewhere like a, a like a, if you had like a a caleb like character someone mm. extremely invested and intrigued by arcane and magical um magical uh like rituals and stuff like that i think that would be a beautiful place to take yeah. them and let their character really enjoy themselves yeah. like going on disneyland for mages oh basically. that's super cute you know what I mean? I that's what it felt like to me like yeah. i kind of loved it and so um yeah, yeah I like that was that. one of my favorite places that's the, yeah no i completely agree uh the only the only final thing i was going to mention is obviously again going back to the five five e the D dungeon master's guide um the optional mm. rule I think this is the weakest optional rule I've ever seen. Uh, what is the optional so it's rule? It's, it, no, so it's called planar vitality. So whilst on this plane, creatures can't be frightened or poisoned, and they are immune to disease and poison. I don't. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. I guess. I, I. It doesn't. For me, it doesn't really make sense. I would probably do something like. Um, 
everything's ordered and stuff like that so maybe uh they like i would actually put the spell casting in that spells take twice as long which i know seems very cruel but i think like that i, I think they imagine everything is ordered in some way so everyone is always equal in some way so i don't know that you'd even do it like everyone has the same number of attacks or everyone has so but to make it but to make it fair on everyone everyone has one and or only one attack or bonus action uh perhaps i don't know like i'd be cruel like that but um yeah i just the play in our vitality i don't think it made very much sense though, so i think they've run out of things to say about those optional rules there yeah, I think that's. I think that is uh, is a bit of a shame one because there was a couple that I thought were actually kind of interesting and still kept a, a, a lot of it. I think also um, just to mention, if you want to learn more, we will talk about it next week. The other plane, the layer that has disappeared, mm. but you can find that in the Macants yes. book. And I did read it, and I think maybe we'll leave it. Should we leave Let's it? Let's leave it till then, because I think it's because we're like, well, where is this missing plane? So yes, so next yeah. time. Fiona, where are we going next week then? Well, well, Hamilton, as we've just seen, <laughs> the greater good of Arcadia, I thought we'd go to the Clockwork Nevada of Mechanus, the plane of ultimate law and order yeah. and Modrons. Modrons, Modrons, Modrons! I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like literally we've been talking about Modrons like every single time. We like we're like, when are we gonna get to the Modrons? Yeah. And what a good way to do it midway. Yes, I think yeah, that's actually gonna have. We've actually got quite a good midway halfway point. We get to do Modrons. And then we get to go to hell. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Yes, indeed. No, so, yes, and, I know, exactly. So, yes, the next time, yes. yes, next time we'll talk all about Nirvana, as sometimes it's called us, but yes, Mechanus. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got the Modron March. We've got the we've got um, Primus. We've got all these fantastic beings and places. And if you like cogs, <laughs> if, you, if you're a cog fan, you, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna. If you all those cog fans out there, I'm gonna get you a like, good cog video you, in the background. Oh, you like clock punk or whatever it's called, or steampunk? Yeah, yeah, steampunk. Oh wow, you a steampunk fan? Get ready. Like trains? <laughs> you like trains? <laughs> What else is this? There's no trucks. There's no trains of Bacanas. Like clocks. Clocks. Clock punk. Yeah. Okay. But until next time, folks. <laughs> until next time, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, catch up on previous yes. episodes and VODs of our sibling show, The DM's Book Club. Well, there'll be some links around here. And mm -hmm. yes, until next time, thank you so much for tuning in, watching. Thank you. Uh, thank you for dealing with us <laughs> and the Emmerdale theme tune, which <laughs> I don't know if we'll make the edit. <laughs> But until next time, folks. I want it all over the show. Just the backing music for the whole show to be that. And until next time, uh, for the greater good, thank you very much. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye.